0: hello all you wonderful listeners out there i'm your host miguel and this is the quest to entrepreneurship so on this episode we're going to be talking about fulfillment yes the third cylinder to the five cylinder engine for business building okay for those of you who don't know and want to find out what the five cylinder engine is please go back to episode number two, where I provide an overview of the five cylinders. Uh, And it's very thorough. It just takes you through what these pieces are and what they do for your business. Uh, And for those who want to hear about the first two cylinders, you can go to episode four for lead generation and episode five for sales. So today we're going to be discussing fulfillment. And for those who don't know, Fulfillment is basically just fulfilling the services that you have already sold a client, prospect, lead, what have you, okay? So it's basically having a process in place, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's, you know, you, you serve ice cream at a brick and mortar store. Well, what's your process to serving ice cream, right? You take their their money, or do you charge them first or do you charge them after? Normally I see people charge after they give out food um, and they give food first. You know, it's, it's all different scenarios and, and depending on the niche and depending on the service that you're providing, there's a method. So this method is pretty much the holy grail. And it's what takes up a lot of time in a lot of businesses um, and kind of stagnates businesses a lot. And I've seen this happen countless times with friends of mine and clients that I serve where they literally have too many clients, or at least that's their excuse. Uh, They're Like, oh, I just have way too many clients. I can't take on any more clients. I am stacked with work. And they're the only employee in their business. They're the owner of the business, they're the founder, the CEO, what have you, whatever title they wanna give themselves, but they are the only employee. This is something really important that my mentor taught me at one point. He said, if you are in that kind of a scenario and you are the only employee in your business, you don't have a business, you have a job. So if you want to have a business, you need to start scaling said business using the tactics that are being provided for you on this podcast, and there's tons of different books that you can pick up to actually grow your business. But a lot of people uh, don't do that, yet they still say, I have a business. I did this for years, by the way. I'm, I'm not acting like I'm any different. Uh, I would say, oh, I, I run a business, and, uh, and I have several clients, but I was my only employee. I didn't have a business. It was, on, it was only until later that I started to delegate certain things and started to build different functions of a business and working in actual businesses that have cods and pieces and employees and, and learning how a business is really run. So that being said, uh, guys, this is basically a, a basic run through on what you need to do to really document your process of fulfillment so that you can then optimize it and then delegate it. And those are the three things that we're gonna be talking about today. Documentation, optimization, and delegation, okay? Without these three pieces, documenting, you won't have a step-by-step process written down that can be duplicatable or duplicated rather, sorry. And you won't have your foundation without documenting what that fulfillment process is thoroughly, there's really nothing else that you can do. And there's no scalability and no growth that's gonna take place. Uh, But once you have the documentation, then you can go ahead and optimize that process, make it faster, more efficient, and then delegate it out to somebody who will take over for you so that you can then start working on the business, growing the business, either closing more sales or getting more leads or working on customer success or what have you. There's tons of different ways to optimize a business. And if you are a business owner, you can't always stay in fulfillment. You got to eventually delegate that out. So this is a way of just organizing yourself so that you can get to that end goal. So let's go ahead and dive right into documentation, right? The first of the three that we're going to be discussing today. Why do you need to document? A lot of you might be fighting me on this and thinking, well, I am I know my process and if I have to delegate it out, I'll just teach someone. I don't need to document anything uh, because I have a secret sauce or I have a way to do this that other people don't have. Like, n- Let me explain something to you. Get over yourself, okay? Your process... Even if it's proprietary and it's your your own method or there's a method to your manner, whatever excuse you're giving yourself internally for your business, you need to write that step by step thing down, right? If you're going to bring somebody on, then just have them sign an NDA so they can't share uh, your business secrets if that's the case if you really feel overprotective about your method then you know have someone sign an NDA but that should never be an excuse like oh my process is so secretive like I can't I can't put it down on paper because you know people will steal it. Maybe I'll explain something to you. If you are a single employee business owner, you don't have anybody else in your business, you shouldn't be worried about writing your process down for scaling reasons, um, because your process probably isn't that um, proprietary anyway. Okay, And I'm not trying to uh, make you feel bad or make you feel like your process isn't authentic or isn't genuine or you didn't come up with this amazing idea. Your ideas are valid, but I've just seen so many people uh, come up with ideas and fulfillment strategies for services, and then they hold them so close to the chest that they never do anything with it, right? So make sure that that's not you. All right, so document. There's no reason to not document, right? You must document because without putting step by step stuff on paper, you're never going to be able to optimize those steps and then you won't be able to delegate, right? Try to teach someone word of mouth your process without having a document to reference, or a video, or some type of process where they can check it out. First of all, you're gonna be a slave to teaching them the process. And if they ever forget or make a mistake, it's your fault because you didn't teach them properly. And if you try to say, oh, well, they don't remember. Well, how are they supposed to remember if they don't have a reference point, right? It takes time for people to learn. So documenting is essential for optimization and delegation. And at the end, it just has this, You know compounding effect on the scalability of the company and the last reason why you should document if you're ever gonna sell your company which some of you probably have never thought of this but think about it this way Um, a lot of tech companies out there you know when I when I speak to business owners that, that own tech companies their normal strategy is well I'm gonna build this sucker for five years and grow it up to, you know, so it generates millions of dollars in revenue yearly, and then I'm gonna sell the sucker for millions of dollars, right, and that's their exit strategy. And if you do this even once, if you pull this off where your, your business generates several millions of dollars a year, and you have a structured plan in place where you can literally just step out as owner, and someone else that just bought your business can just step in, and the thing keeps running on its own, you you have something that is it it is a value and and people will pay you top dollar for that kind of a business but guess what all these businesses have their processes documented so if you ever want to sell your business you're going to have to do documentation very very important so what do you document i've said it already a couple times but i'm just going to go through it again step-by-step process, exact step-by-step process of your fulfillment process. And and guys, if you're wondering if these three steps only apply to fulfillment, no, they do not. The process of documentation, optimization, and delegation happen on all five cylinders, every single last one. Okay. It, It applies, but the structure in fulfillment is important because it's the one thing that a lot of people get stuck on and this is where I wanted to kind of introduce these three different uh, topics uh, and just you know show you how to implement that in terms of fulfillment and why it's so important to implement that here. So moving, moving forward, another thing, another reason, or I'm sorry, not another reason, another what uh, that you need to document is the time it takes, right? We just talked about step-by-step processes very very important but time it takes and we're talking about actual time right of you of one individual doing the task right and tracking that exactly it takes me this long to accomplish this task and to completely fulfill in this service right and if you know that the service takes X amount of hours to complete, then now you know what that costs in terms of time. So if you ever have to delegate that out to another individual and you're paying them an hourly salary, you know what that's going to cost you in terms of cost financially. Because eventually when you start to delegate, you're switching off from spending your time, which is your most valuable asset, by the way, and buying someone else's time so that you can then maximize the time that the business can produce results all right so you need to document exactly how much time it takes you and then the cost and now we're not talking about time now we're talking about monetarily what items do you need to purchase if any that are part of the of the service or what services are you implementing perhaps in a tech company or a digital uh, digital assets company that you're selling you know different services uh, online, what, what's what's your cost for fulfillment? I'm not talking about cost for lead generation, I'm talking about cost for fulfillment, okay? So how much does it cost you to actually fulfill? Uh, you have to have that documented. And then obviously, once you have all that information, then you can move over to, over to optimization, right? So optimizing is real simple, guys, it's just about lowering the cost, the monetary cost of what you're doing and also lowering the amount of time that it takes you to accomplish the task. Obviously, the in, if you could do it faster and you can do it cheaper without sacrificing quality, you are on to something. And you should oh, that that should always be the goal, always seeking a way to be able to accomplish the same task faster and in a cheaper manner. And if you want to sacrifice quality in order to get, you know, things done a lot quicker, there's some businesses that do that. That's not my policy. That's not what I recommend. I always strive for quality when providing services. But that is kind of a sacrifice that some people do uh, when the opportunity arises. Um, but I, I, don't, I really don't like taking that that path. I like to be known for quality uh, in terms of my services. So again, it's about lowering costs. And uh, time, but without sacrificing quality. That's my add on. And then fulfilling more in less time equals your scalability is just that much faster. Okay. Again, I'm going to say if you fulfill more in less time, you will scale faster because now you don't have a bottleneck in fulfillment. And then once fulfillment can just skyrocket, you can go close as many sales as you'd like, and you just fill up production, and then your business grows exponentially, okay? So all of these different pieces uh, are part of of the system. So now let's talk about delegation. We've already talked about, again, just to review really fast, we've talked about documentation and the reasons why and what you need to document. We've talked about optimization and the reasons why you want to optimize, and now delegation, right? When we're going to delegate... This increases the fulfillment capacity exponentially with every new hire. Think about it this way. You as a business owner or employee of your business, if you have 40 hours a week to be able to delegate, right? Or or not delegate, I'm sorry. 40 hours a week for you to do fulfillment or let's say 40 hours a week to just work on the business completely. So you're splitting your time between sales and whatnot, but eventually all of your time gets consumed by fulfillment. And all your 40 hours, and this is what I've seen with a lot of business owners, all of their 40 hours in that week or 60 hours or whatever, basically all of their time is consumed by fulfillment. And there's no room for anything else. There's no room for lead gen. There's no room for sales. There's no room to even manage your finances properly, let alone focus on good customer success. You're just focused on fulfilling, right? If that's your current state, what do you think is eventually going to happen? Those clients are eventually going to leave because the lifetime value of clients isn't forever, all right? And then you're going to have to then stop what you're doing with fulfillment or figure out you know, when you can go out and get more sales. But if you had this long time of pausing your sales process to then reactivate it, it's always harder to do that. It's always easier if you have a rhythm on all four cylinders and, and all four front cylinders of the business are firing simultaneously. And those are lead generation sales, fulfillment and customer success. You wanna be able to have all of these cylinders firing at the same time. Okay, and when you're starting a business out, that's why it's so difficult to start a business because for someone to do all of that by themselves, it's very difficult. So it's always good to do partnerships or to have people that are interested or have, you know, similar interests that align uh, to work together to achieve uh, startups okay but startups is is a very difficult place to be Uh, but if you can get through that and build out all the different cylinders of the business um, then it becomes a much easier flowing machine and not necessarily easier in terms of overall work because you should still be working extensively to be able to scale the business but uh, in terms of the flow of the business and you not having to handle all the pieces uh, that's where it should get easier Um, so again When you hire on someone new, if you just hire one individual and you're stuck, let's say in this case you are stuck with 40 hours of work and it's all fulfillment, but you have your process documented, you've even optimized it in your free time, and now you have money, you have a little bit of extra money, and you say, wow, you know, I got some clients that I want to bring in, I got people that I can go sell to. But all I need to do is get someone to replace me, even if they're going to replace me part time, right? And you get someone to replace you for 20 hours. That's you're purchasing 20 hours of extra time that you can then go out into the world and close more sales. Okay. So delegating is an enormous factor in scaling a business and it should not be taken lightly. It's something that, you know, if you don't do, you're going to suffer later for not doing it okay but it, i do understand that delegating is something that can be very hard to do sometimes people think well you know they're never going to do it as good as i can do it and to some extent that's true but if you have the process documented with videos and manuals and a proper support support operating procedure you're really not going to have that problem you're going to have people who can fulfill just as good as you, as long as you have it documented correctly, which is the whole point of this podcast episode, guys. Okay, you really need to take this to heart because this is what's going to allow for you to duplicate yourself. Right, the quality of your fulfillment. You want to pass that on to somebody else. You need to literally copy yourself into video platform, and uh, and my recommendation is video. I love just recording videos on. Uh, on my laptop, and then just handing those videos over to people who I'm trying to teach stuff to, because they they just they have it there as a reference point forever. And if they have any questions, they can reference the video, and then I can kind of clear things up. So there's a reference point, okay? And it's so easy nowadays to do that on, on the computer. And if you like, if you're the type of person who doesn't like recording video and you like to type things out, then hey, type out a manual, right? Type out a specific process step by step that they can follow. That's easy to follow. If you have a manual that's very like not organized and it has a bunch of pieces everywhere and it's convoluted and it's not easy to follow, then guess what? Your delegation process is going to suffer and your employees are going to suck and it's not going to be their fault. It's going to be yours, right? So uh, remember, documentation is going to alleviate that whole delegation process extensively and it will multiply the amount of time that you have in your business. Like I love the idea of you know, if I'm stuck with 40 hours of work and fulfillment and I can go hire someone for, uh, you know, $12 an hour or $15 an hour to replace me, and and of course, guys, like, hire according to the job at hand. Um, sometimes it's easier just hiring a VA. If you're comfortable hiring globally, you can go on Fiverr, you can go on Upwork and hire someone for six bucks and five bucks on the other side of the world, right? That it That is highly technical and they can do their job. Now, um, Again, it all depends on who you are and what you like to do and and how you wanna run your business. A lot of people wanna just hire people stateside, that's fine too. Uh, But at the end of the day, even if you're hiring someone at $15 or even $20 an hour to do a technical job, um, that's gonna alleviate you from doing stuff and you just pay them and it frees up your time to go sell and you just have clients there sitting there waiting to be sold, then it's a smart move. Get someone to replace you, have that process in place and then go out and get more clients and you can then start scaling uh, your business in the the right fashion, okay? And the last part here, it's a warning. It takes time to train people, but it's worth it, okay? I have a quick story to tell you. Uh, to kind of explain this process. I once hired a virtual assistant, and I was, I didn't hire my virtual assistant. Let me rephrase this. My mentor forced me to get a virtual assistant for a job that I had. It was a remote job. I'm not gonna go into the details of it, but I was, vastly like needing time for myself, Um, I needed an adjustment. And he basically sought out uh, this individual, uh, a virtual assistant online, uh, basically paid her to train her uh, and make sure that she had the, uh, you know, the capacity uh, to be able to do the job at hand. And then he basically said, look, she's ready to go trainer. All you got to do is pay her and train her, right? So This was something that I was fearing because I always thought, well, you know, I'm going to pay money out of my pocket, but you know, this, this young lady is not going to necessarily be able to do the job right out the gates. Like I'm going to have to train her in this. And uh, thank goodness. I have an amazing mentor who kind of gave me the proper expectations. And he said, Miguel, you're going to be working harder than you are working right now. You're going to be working twice as hard for at least a month to train her up so that she can then replace you, right? And that was specific to the situation that I was in. But I stuck to it. He basically... Told me what to expect and I followed through. I started training her and it was tough. It was very hard. I had to do my full-time job to maintain the quality of what I was doing remotely for this company. Uh, but she was working alongside of me and learning what I was doing and why I would make certain decisions. And it was very, it was a very technical job, right? It's not it's not just a, a database brain dump type of job. It, it is a fully functional technical position uh, that required uh, certain kinds of technical skills that she still didn't have. And I needed to train her up in those in that skill set so that she could take over my job. So again, it took time. Uh, about two weeks in, she started being able to help me out with certain tickets and support tickets that we were doing. Um, but she wasn't... Be- you know, able to handle everything. She was. She started to take on about one third of the work and it was really like the, the, the easier one third. The harder technical questions, I still had to deal with those. Uh, and then after the third week, she started to pick up on the harder stuff and it was starting to get easier for her. And then on the fourth week, she basically replaced me altogether. And this was an amazing moment in my life because I remember experiencing freedom. I remember that with what I was paying her and what I was getting paid off of the job, she was covering my job and I was essentially, I retired. I literally retired. I was making income uh, passively, right? I was living the dream. And I remember that it felt amazing to be like a Thursday afternoon. I was on the beach and I was just enjoying you know, the sun and just chilling out and, and and I knew that my job was covered and I was okay and it's, it felt very weird and it felt very surreal because you know, you think, wow, you're not chilling on the beach, this doesn't feel right, like just to be hanging out and being able to make money, uh, but I had earned that right. I had trained somebody up, I had delegated my, my job out to that individual and and, I, and she was being compensated accordingly and I was making money for it. And now again, the quality didn't suffer. I trained her up so good that she actually won an award that following week for like rock star of the week award. Uh, So, you know, again, it it all depends on the individual. Uh, Sometimes people do this in in the wrong way and and their delegation messes up and it kind of ruins their process. But if you delegate properly, it can really change uh, everything about your business. And, um, and then you, your fulfillment can just become that much easier and you can focus on scaling rather than being an employee. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you all for following. Um, if you love what you hear, please message me. Let me know what else I can provide in terms of services or what other things you guys would like to hear. And outside of that, have yourself a fantastic day or evening wherever you are. Take care. Love you all. Bye-bye.